Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That's this one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus. God and baby. Jesus. Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jay Cat Morris. It's uh, a fucking Friday. Friday, it is the March the 1st, 2019. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I just want to pop in, do a show. I got some things to talk about. And, um, you know, it's been a long week, so figure let's just get at it. Uh, I got a bunch of different topics, uh, some provided by my good friend Jaheen over there at the Hot Tag Podcast, who I believe is actually doing a show at the same time right now. So I don't know if he's broadcasting live, um, so you have the option of listening to one live and, and one on the archive, or if he's uh, just recording and then dropping that shit tomorrow. I don't even know. Uh, but either way, check out the Hot Tag Podcast, uh, whether it be live or on the archive. Um. So, yeah, um, let's just get right into this shit. Uh, so, Josh Crane. Josh Crane, uh, about two and a half years after uh, owing me money, he uh, paid me. And um, 
completely unexpected, obviously. Um, you know, this is a, a long, long time coming. Many people told me, ah, oh, you're never going to get it. You're never going to have shit, man. I was on that same team. But the thing about me is I don't go away. Um, see, I, I think the, the lesson in all of this is persistence is key. And when it comes down to it, yeah, like, it, that's not a foolproof plan. But if you walk away and say nothing more, nothing more will happen. I mean, I, I don't think that there's any um, thought that if I didn't keep pressing, because it was only, it was probably a year after the whole thing happened that he even said, oh, I, you know, I can give you a refund or whatever. And I said, well, what the fuck? You know, why, why, uh, why didn't this happen sooner or whatever? And he's like, oh, I never offered it sooner or something like, you know, and, and there was a, there was a while where he was popping off, you know, the thing is, is let me just bring it back to the whole thing. All right, so I got shirts done through Josh Crane. My, uh, I'm a John Zandig guy shirts. First run, dope. Not a problem in the fucking world. I send him the art. He does the fucking shirts. Everything's great. Uh, you know, and um, so then it comes down like, all right, I'm getting a lot of requests from um, bigger, bigger uh, people out there. You know, not status-wise, size-wise. So when I started getting more and more, you know, hey, I need fucking 3X, I need 4X. And I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, you know, like, uh, I got like a fucking half a ton of fucking larges and and all this and extra larges. And that's, that's exaggerating. I only uh, printed up, I don't remember the exact numbers, but now uh, let's say like 30 of these and 20 of these, that type of thing. So, while having still tons left, I said, you know what, man? Like, I've gotten a fucking handful. I want people wearing these fucking shirts, and I still do. Like, I still have these fucking shirts, both the first and second run. And, uh, you know, the fuck out of here shirts, which, again, you know, uh, my homie Lou just bought a fuck out of here shirt. So, now he's the coolest motherfucker in Long Island. Um, You know, I mean, you guys could be cool, too. You just choose not to. It's It's not my fault. You know, some of y'all motherfuckers are on board, and other people, you know, fuck out of here. Um, so anyway, uh, first run, great, right? So then I go back to him, like, look, um, I, you know, I need, uh, you know, bigger sizes. I'm looking to do another run of these. Okay, now, keep in mind that I gave him the art the first time. I didn't give him the art the second time. There was no reason for it, because even after the first time, he said, well, I'll keep... I'll keep it on file, so if you ever want any more done, I got you. I mean, it's easy. Just, you know, fucking print more and shit, right? So, uh, I go in for, like, 250 You know, not 250 shirts, $250 is what I spent, you know. And this is, you know, shipping, everything included. So, it takes them a while to get to the shirts. I get a lot of apologies. I get a lot of, oh, I'm so sorry it's taking this long and this and that. And, and I'll tell you what, like, through from front to back from two and a half years ago when I first started dealing with them until he sent me my money the other day, he's been a tremendously polite dude, which honestly has been part, part of my problem with the fucking guy because he's, he's very polite. He's very, you know, nice, nice, nice. But then when it comes to the actual business, you get beat for quite some time. Um, and, and you know, I, 
not to harp on the other thing, but I, I did equate his, uh, his personal uh, training regimens the same way. Because he's another guy that talks like big, 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 fucking, yeah, man, I'm fucking, I'm training while my opponents sleep and all this shit. And then, like, he's still not looking so good. Uh, you know, you see motherfuckers who train less than he says he trains, and they're showing progress. Um, obviously, some people show progress quicker than others, but there's no way years of hard work or has him looking the way he looks. There's there's no way. So it's a lot of talk at him. Um so, regardless, the, the the result was when he sent me the second ones, the front print was two inches smaller than the fucking previous print. Which, hey man, like, to me they're still wearable shirts. They're not terrible. If you put them side by side with the other ones, they, they don't look good because of that. You know, and with two inch difference on the front, and we're talking about bigger sizes, so now it, it looks even that much smaller because instead of having the same size print with a bigger shirt, you know, which brings your graphic to look a little smaller, you know, in comparison on the shirt. So I, I immediately opened the fucking box. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Send him a message, what the fuck? And uh, I I, did, I took one of the old shirts and one of the new shirts, put them side by side, fucking took a picture of them, and sent them, like, WTF. Like, what the fuck? He sends me back, what's the problem? Uh, and at that point, like, I'm snapping. Because I'm like, <laughs> like I, I sent you, like, a picture of the problem. And you're giving me this, like, da-da-da-da. He's like, oh, no, no, like, uh, you know, he gave me, like, a bunch of bullshit excuses. And then, you know, with a couple back and forth, he's like, you're right, man. I'm so sorry. Next time. And I'm like, next time? Dude, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, I just sent you my fucking money. What do you mean next time? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you don't give people return business based off of a bad uh, experience. So he just kind of fucking blew it off, and it was what it was. And I kind of took the fucking hit, but wasn't was fucking far from happy about it. I surely wasn't going to tolerate um, bullshit going on uh, attached to it. So going forward with that, you know, I had a real fucking chip on my shoulder about this thing. Um, and I can't say I was completely quiet about it. Um, but I wasn't going to be, like, messaging him, like, weekly or anything like that. I- I'm not really, like, a put pressure on, harass kind of guy like that. But when it comes down to, you know, anyone celebrating anything or talking about their business, if I had a problem with your business, promoting your business is going to be tough as long as you leave me like unblocked or, you know, I, I get a, I have people sending me screenshots all the time. Like, yo, this dude's talking about, <laughs> you know, he just, he just found a $20 bill on the fucking sidewalk. You better hit him up. That motherfucker owes you money. <laughs> like, you're, you're right. You know? So, uh, shit like that. Um, so people were kind of like riling me up to like, get me, you know, hitting this fucking dude up anyway. And, um, I already don't need any encouragement. So, uh, makes it bad for him. So then what happened is I had the whole ham head debacle. I mean, I start telling stories and I go in like 12 directions and, uh, I guess you just got to go back in time with the ham head debacle, but a bunch of people jumped on uh team ham head. Uh, one of the people included was, uh, Jonathan Stauffer and, uh, he had later apologized and told me like, yo, like I only like got on team Hamhead because it seemed like the cool thing to do. And I really didn't know anything about you, but I just kind of jumped on the bandwagon of talking shit. 
and he apologized and all that. And I accepted his apology, and, you know, I think he's a good dude um, at this point. There was a point where I wanted to rip his head off his fucking body, and, um, you know, uh, now now we've moved on, and I think he's a good dude. And while I'm at it, let me just take a quick break and say um, big shout-out to uh, Powerbomb Prince. He's doing um, shirts over there. Um, he had hit me up last week or the week before. And asked me to give him a plug because, um, yeah, he, he had put out a lot of fucking work on those Jun Kasai shirts. Uh, Shaheen, you know, did the design on those shirts. And then um, John, I mean, straight up came out of his own fucking pocket in order for Kasai to make more money and have a good experience over here in the United States. And uh, and in GCW more so, you know. Um, so the thing is, a lot of people came together in order to give Jun Kasai the proper welcome and, um, you know, to bounce back over, you know, whatever problems he had before with DJ, whatever the case. Um, so some of the people were getting credit for it and, you know, GCW got a lot of credit and, you know, deservingly. So, I mean, they, they played host to the guy. Uh, they, they locked down an amazing venue. Um, you know, great opponent, er- everything fell into place. But one of the things that fell into place also was like, Hey, not only are we paying you X amount of money, here's a bunch of fucking shirts for free. Here, here's shirts for you to sell and make like over a grand. And you go home with that too, on us. Well, you know, that, that came through the hard work and money of um, Jonathan Stauffer and obviously the, um, you know, the artwork of Shaheen. Um, so shout out to those dudes. And uh, again, uh, Stauffer has been doing a lot of work as far as um helping dudes out in the in the business and and honestly i'd say more times than not he's taking a hit on it and he's doing it for his love of it yeah i mean i don't think this dude's making any kind of you know uh return on it where he's like fucking doing well off of it i think more times than not you know it's like a passion project and the dude winds up taking a hit over it which um i mean it's you know obviously has its pluses and minuses you know you're going to get a lot of guys fucking smiling and fucking waving to you and, uh, you know, being your buddy and shit. But on the other side of things, you know, fucking money talks, man. It smiles don't pay the fucking bills. So, um, you know, give the guy credit where credit is due. Um, I mean, he, he pumped out those fucking Muffet Club shirts. Motherfucker still owes me one. Uh, and not owes me one in a Josh Crane kind of way. I'm, I'm going to pay him for it. I have not paid him for it, so he doesn't technically owe me a goddamn thing. But I want a Muffin Club shirt, goddammit. So, um... Yeah, there's a lot of motherfuckers running around with Muffin Club shirts on. Barely fucking knew Kevin, so at the very least, I like a Muffin Club shirt. Um, so anyway, um, so shout out to him. Shout out to everybody. Uh, not everybody. It's fun. Um, so yeah, back to Josh Green. So there's a point where uh, every time motherfuckers got a chance, they would see my name and they would start piling on. Uh, Stoffer being one of those dudes who, you know, make shirts. Uh, people were just like talking shit. So obviously this is in his his alley. And he's like, yeah, what about those fucking shirts that he fucking made? Da, 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 da. Those, those are fucking trash. And uh, fucking Josh, Josh comes out of fucking left field and jumps on the post and is like, yeah, man, I I can't take the blame for that. I made those shirts, but he gave me fucking shit art. And uh, da 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 da. And I and I hit him right the fuck up. And I gave him screenshots that he wrote himself, you know, like shit that he wrote himself, taking blame for it. 
but then turning around on this post and trying to be Team Hamhead, like, yeah, fuck him, he gave me bullshit art, made me look bad, and it's like, whoa, motherfucker, I didn't give you any art. I gave you art the fucking first time. You said I'll hold on to this shit in case you need more. When I needed more, you sent me some other shit. So then when I went back at him again, it was another, oh, you're right, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're right. Like, what happened was, is like, I, I had this program the one time, but then uh, my printer crashed. So I had a buddy doing a favor for me. So then, um, yeah, like, it didn't come out the way I wanted to. I apologize. Da, 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 da. But, you know, I mean, that's that type of just just homo shit where, like, motherfuckers apologize. And then as soon as they get a group of people that are on some shit like, yeah, fuck him, they jump on that side because it's comfortable. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, you know, when you're talking one-on-one to somebody, you're going to be a little bit more straight up and you're a little bit more honest about what's going on between you. And then when there's, like, a team fuck J-Cat, oh, it's easy to join the fucking team because everybody's on their shit, Right. So that's, that's where Josh went for a minute. And then as soon as I fucking checked him again, he was like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. So, you know, I went on my normal shit and just kept going and going and going. And uh, just every time I fucking see something, again, people send me screenshots. Yo, he's over there talking that shit. And it wasn't talking about me anymore. Now it's just like, yeah, I'm flying over here. Like, oh, he's flying over there with your money, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I, you know, I had a good time with it. The thing with me, as far as this shit goes, is like, look, man, like, we had a business um, transaction at some point or another. This was probably at least a year ago that he actually said like, yeah, I'll pay you. I'll, I'll give you money back. And like, like I kept showing people the screenshots. It's like, he, he said like, I will give you all of my proceeds from my wrestling and my t-shirt business until I pay you back. And then like a year goes by of zero money, not like an occasional 20 bucks and, you know, squaring off and shit like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't expect anything, but again, like this is a dude who's going out of his way to say, I'll give you all my future proceeds and shit. So like he's making himself look bad to later on, not give me shit. So, um, it just kept going, you know, anytime his name would come up, anytime he would say some shit, I don't know why this fucking dude didn't block me over all this time. I would have blocked me fucking, I would have blocked me and moved the fuck on if I was going to beat a dude like that, which I'm not that type of dude, like, I'm, I'm a pretty straight up honest dude like that, I'm definitely not in the t-shirt business, um, obviously, I got these ones printed through Josh, I got the other ones printed through somebody else, you know, and, and, you know, I'm selling what I have, but I'm not in, like, the printing business or anything like that, so I can't, um, claim to be under the, the pressure or, or whatever the case is through him, or, or what he's doing, but in the same token, I always I, I feel that um, you should pay up on whatever fucking product you're you're putting out there. I mean, you can't you can't take people's money and then start giving excuses. Make your fucking excuses to yourself of why you can't sell shit and then don't put out shit for sale or don't put out a service for sale if you can't come through. And I don't want to hear about your bills. I don't want to hear about how you, you know, um, like like Josh has like this terrible story, man. He took on his family's children because his family um you know there was some drugs and and different things going on and and he he um he adopted his i think his sister's kids or some shit like this so hey man fucking much love much credit to what he's doing out there he's doing some real fucking honorable shit but he didn't honor the transaction with me so i'm not gonna be on some like oh uh shit 
I'm so sorry what's going on with your life and shit because like the, the, the transaction is the transaction regardless of what goes on you had the option to not do the transaction or not fucking put out a product that that reflected you negatively before any other shit took place not that t-shirts take precedence over your family but you had the option to do the right business the first time when the money was there you choose to put out a subpar product you choose to ship it so then as far as I'm concerned, when that type of business shit goes on, and it goes the same way as, like, when the Neil Diamond Cutter dude beat Jeremy for the fucking $20, and I didn't let it go. Jeremy was too nice. He was he was just going to fucking let it go and just not, not say anything. It's it's awkward, you know, for for people to just continue to harass people and shit like that. I don't have a fucking problem with it. As far as I'm concerned, like, if you owe me money or you owe somebody um, that I'm friends with money and I feel like they need some kind of help, we're fucking married. You know what I mean? No Beckham. Yeah, I mean, we're we're fucking, you're not going to be able to, like, have success in life without hearing from me. Yeah, I mean, forever. Right? That That's that's the agreement you fucking signed on with me when you decided not to pay me my fucking money is now you're going to keep hearing about me. I mean, your name's not going to come up in a social circle with me there and, and not have dirt thrown on it. That's That's just the way it goes because, I mean, that's a decision you made on your end. I'm not beating anybody for anything. So I don't feel like that should happen, you know, in my direction. Um, anything I've ever owed anybody, I've hated him, you know? Um, so that, that, that's, again, moral of the story, as far as I'm concerned, is persistence is fucking key. That Neil Diamond Cutter dude would have never came fucking straight on Jeremy's fucking shirt. And I fucking harassed him for over a fucking year. Every time he'd post some shit, oh, dude, I'm at the fucking... Uh, I'm having a hard time, fucking, uh, somebody help me out, and I'm like, dude, hey, hey, last time someone tried to help you out, fucking gave you $20, a year later, you just still didn't give them their fucking shirt, what kind of shit is that, and then now you want people to give you more fucking money, because now you're fucked up again, like, you can't come, not come through on your part of the bargain, as simple as that, so, I mean, again, this would have been very, very easy to just never pay me, I wasn't taking legal action, I didn't fucking, um, file any claims on uh paypal which maybe i should have um or anything like that but you know i mean so he posted some shit again and it was about like somebody not paying him and i'm like so does this shit just apply to you or does this apply to like you not paying me because, like, you seem, like, on some real, like, oh, you know, people should do the right thing and not beat people. And, like, it's crazy to, like, see people type shit like that when they owe you money. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, fucking some people do people dirty. And it's like, wait a fucking minute. This guy ain't talking, right? So I, I would just post on his shit. Like, yeah, like, uh, so so who's that apply to? Just you or, you know? And he hit me up, and he's like, yeah, dude, no, like, I'm going to pay you. You might not believe it, but I'm going to pay you sooner than later. And again, like, I've been hearing this shit for two and a half years, so, uh, or at least a year, year and a half since he's actually talked about paying me. And then, uh, fucking the other morning, he hits me up. Oh, you 250, right? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, uh, well, what's your PayPal? I give him fucking PayPal. He said, I right, just should be just a few minutes. And sure enough, fucking payment came in and we're all clear. So now I talked about this here and I, I gave everybody the fucking details of the shit. Um, so a couple of things. Number one, um, 
I'm not going to go out of my way to bash Josh Green anymore. I, I gave you the full experience, the full talk up, the full everything, this and that. The other thing I'm going to do is now, look, I, I've been repaid for these um these shirts. Um, I, I'm going to figure out what sizes I have that fall under that category. So this will be the, you know, the two inch smaller font on the top, uh, on the, on the front, which again, again, I I really feel like these are wearable shirts. I don't think that they're, they're trash or anything like that. And anybody listening, um, basically cover the shipping and I'll send you one of those shirts under, you know, the sizes there. As far as I know, I got to double check the box. Um, the, the sizes are all bigger sizes. So I think like the, the two X three X and I think I got four X. Um, so anything under that realm in the, uh, I'm a John Zandig guy shirts. Um, I'll fucking ship you for the cost of the shipping. Cause I definitely, you know, um, I, I still have a ton of the fuck out of here shirts. Um, I still have a good amount of the Ama Johnson Zande guy shirts in all, all sorts of sizes. Um, you know, I'd still charge the same for the other, uh, you know, the smaller sizes of those, the large, the extra large, um, because they're, you know, as, as I was, uh, intended to, to have them printed the other ones. Um, yeah, like, like I said, uh, I want more people out there to be wearing these shirts. Same thing with the fuck out of here shirts and, and the, uh, the, the other size of the, uh, Zandig shirts. But, um, but yeah, now at this point I've been paid back for them. I don't, I'm not trying to like recoup something. So when it comes down to those, those larger sizes of that shirt, anybody, you know, you want hit me up and, um, I'll pretty much ship you one for the, the cost of shipping, you know, whether that be five bucks whatever the case is. So hit me up. Um, so that's that. Um, moving on. Let me see. Uh, Robert Kraft, man, this fucking guy, he's worth like $2 billion or some shit like that. Again, I'm not fact checking or anything. So, uh, that, that's a loose term, but, uh, as far as the, uh, the quote on his, his net worth, but it's, it's over $2 billion. And this motherfucker got caught on some hand job shit. Or blowjob shit, I think. I think he got a blowjob. Uh, in a fucking, like, a massage joint. Um, you gotta be out of your motherfucking mind, bro. Like, if you don't have, like, live-in hookers, I, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. See, I'm not one of these dudes that's like, yo, you're worth all that money, you shouldn't be doing dumb shit. Nah, do all the dumb shit you want. Protect your motherfucking self. What the fuck? Like, if you're, like, rich and famous, and you're walking around with weed on you, you're a fucking retard. You should have a fucking friend of yours holding that shit. You should, you want a gun on you? Have your friend hold the fucking gun. Your friend gets busted. You got the money to bail him out. You you got the money to, to fucking help his lawyer fees to get him fucking off. And your career is in fucking phase. You get caught with that shit on you. Now it's your lawyer fees. Now you're barred from the fucking league when we talk about like NFL guys. You're you're banned from the fucking league. You're suspended. The fucking team might want to part ways with you. This and that. Have somebody else do your dirt. Have somebody else like if you paid a motherfucker a hundred dollars a night to carry all your bullshit, it'd be well worth the fucking the amount of money you would lose if you got popped once. 
You know what I mean? And that's like if you really, really just needed to have this shit around you when you're out there. Like, it's just fucking bizarre. So, like, this dude, like, to not have some, like, fucking straight up, like, a catalog of call girls that were just, like, on fucking call, like, as, as it were. This dude's, like, 77. This dude, dude wants to go out there and, and do his fucking thing. <sighs> to have that amount of money and not have a foolproof fucking system worked out is, is bizarre to me. To be on the same shit as, like, these little bum-ass dudes that are running around and fucking rubbing tug joints, like, getting fucking busted, like some jerk-off that's just, like, working at a gas station and going going to the massage parlor and getting popped. Like, what, what kind of wild shit is that? Like, how do you not have that worked out? That's fucking wild as hell. Win the fucking Super Bowl over the sixth fucking time and then get popped like some random jerk-off. You know, uh, I just, I'll never understand that type of behavior. It's just like, uh, you should be able to operate on a much higher level. It's, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, T-Pain could sing his ass off, apparently. I don't know, maybe it's the monster costume. Like, remember back in the day where they say, Jordan, uh, it's got to be the shoes. got to be the shoes. Maybe it's got to be the monster costume. I don't fucking know. Guy can fucking sing. Well, you can't gotta be the shoes after that Zion dude busts his fucking foot out the side of the shoe. At least with not with Nike anymore. Um That 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 was on some whole other shit though. Uh but yeah, um I never I didn't watch that mass singer show at all. And then um we were gonna watch a movie and I was waiting um for everybody to be ready to watch the fucking movie, do the thing. So I'm sitting there, I got the fucking channel on, and they they were pumping it heavy, you know, because it was the fucking finale, and, like, they were talking about it on the news every fucking ten minutes. It was, like, more often than the weather and shit. They'd be like, yeah, uh, we might get some rain. Anyway, who do you think the mass Singer is? And, like, they're fucking taking, like, panel in the newsroom and shit that morning, and so I'm just like, man, like, shit's on, and they're starting to hook me in. I'm starting to go, who the fuck is that? That does kind of sound like such and such, or that. Now I'm curious. Can I be right on this watching for the first time? And no, I wasn't right at all. Um, but, uh, so they had, like, the three different people that were left under the masks, and, like, they showed, like, their previous performances, and all these motherfuckers are singing their ass off. So, there's some, like, dumbass guesses. So, uh, Jenny McCarthy was up there. She's, like, one of the fucking panelists. And they get to her and she guesses my, Michael Vick. I'm like, oh, oh, this bitch is definitely retarded. I mean, I already like thought that with the um, with the whole like non-vaccination shit that she was up to. But like, you really thought like this dude's singing his ass off, and that was Mike Vick. Like, he just went his whole fucking career throwing the fucking ball eighty yards. Then he got into his side project where he liked to kill dogs for fun. And it just never came up that the dude could sing his ass off. Like you think they just left that shit out, and he's gonna try to, he's gonna he's gonna try to make a fucking career move now. He wasn't gonna try to belt out a song while people's hating him for killing dogs. He's like, I know that was terrible, but listen, listen to how I sing, you know something. There wouldn't have been like a report like, hey, when dude was locked up, uh, uh, fellow inmate said that he had a hell of a singing voice. I'm like, no way, Mike Vick, you know, like. None of that shit happened. Uh, so, she's just fucking stupid. But anyway, like, uh, yeah. Fucking dude could sing his ass off. And, like, he pretty much said, like, yeah, like, I used that uh, auto-tune shit as, like, a gimmick to get into the business. Because I didn't really have an avenue with just a regular singing voice. So, I needed some kind of hook or gimmick. And so, I used that shit. And 
And I'm using this show to try to like show the world that I can really fucking sing and shit. And I'm like, oh fuck. So that that's wild because the dude's got like a legit fucking great voice and um it's fucking weird to be doing all that auto tune shit. But I mean I guess whatever worked for him definitely fucking worked for him. So yeah, um I watched the Happy Time Murderers. Um it was like a R-rated puppet movie kind of thing where they had, um, it was, uh, Melissa McCarthy, different McCarthy. Now, um, she, um, was like, uh, she was a detective and then there was a puppet detective and the puppets in the movie were like fucking minorities. Like everyone was shitting on them and like treating them like lower class citizens and, and, uh, again, they're kind of like racist against the puppets and shit and, you know. So, um, it was like a whole thing and there was like a puppet show, like a, I don't know, like five person show type deal, six person, whatever puppet show. And, uh, like, you know, kind of like a, you know, like a TV show and like the, the cast of that was getting like murdered. So they're trying to figure out, you know, who, who did it and this and that. And it's just like super raunchy, like shock value, like over the top doing shit, um, yeah, you wouldn't expect that of puppets. And, like, they do this shit on purpose, like, to really, like, you know, jump out. You know, you're used to puppets this way. Well, here's, like, raw fucking puppets. Um, just, like, wild shit. So, I, I already knew what to expect going in. Um, I, you know, I saw a bunch of negative reviews and shit like that. But anything puppets, I gotta, I gotta check it out. Um, so, yeah, I, I had fun with it. I thought it was a funny movie. Um, a lot of, a lot of, you know pretty good jokes as far as you know like the puppet like inside joke kind of stuff um yeah i I just thought it was uh it was a fun movie i enjoyed it um so yeah i I don't have like a whole lot to fucking add but uh but yeah i mean if you're in for just some silly shit i wouldn't say it's you know some kind of oscar winning thing but i don't really watch oscar winning things i don't watch many movies to begin with so when I do watch movies, for the most part, it's like comedy shit. I'm probably going to drop a couple more little uh, mini. I don't even know if I'd call that a movie review because uh, my movie game is trash. Like, I don't I don't watch a lot of movies. And uh, there's shit that I've wanted to see that I just don't fucking see. I, I, I've i had movies that I would buy and fucking they'd sit in the plastic for like six months on a fucking TV stand and shit. So I'm definitely... Um, but now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to use my Gamefly membership primarily for um, Blu-rays. And the only way that that's going to work is I have the, the membership that's like $25 a month. And you could use as many as you want. But if I don't hit at least four a month, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? So if I could watch four movies a month at least through that, then it's worth keeping it. If not, then I'll drop it because... Uh, you know, I had Madden and I had Soul Calibur and then I just like paid to keep them. Yeah, you, know, you just hit the thing and, you know, it's, it's it's like buying a used game. And then they send you the boxes and shit. So now there's nothing, you know, for me to play at the moment. The kids got a bunch of stuff that they're rotating in between. So it's not really necessary for them to, you know, get a new game that will just sit there and stuff because there's a bunch of other shit that they're playing already. So I figured, let me just try to use it for like Blu-rays and stuff. Cause a lot of the shit that I did want to see are not on any of the streaming services or any of that. And so I was like, All right, let me just do that. So, uh, I'm watching predator tomorrow night, the, the new predator one. Um, 
Yeah. And so, I mean, and I'll say new a lot when it comes to these movies, but anybody who's, like, on top of their fucking movies is going to be like, that ain't fucking new. That was eight months ago. Like, the, it's all new to me. You know what I mean? You know when I say, like, new to you, fucking, <laughs> because it's it's old to everybody else, but you ain't had a shit yet? That, that's how I'm watching these movies. So it's all new to me. Um, so, yeah, The Predator is going to be tomorrow. Predator? Predators? I don't know. But, um, so there's that. Um, let me see. Adam Bueller. Let, let's talk about this thing with the, uh, with the AIDS. He, uh, went through a bunch of shit. I think he had some cancer problems and this and that. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of, like, uh, specific facts here. But if you came to my show for specific, uh, detailed facts, like, it, you're very misguided. Um, this is just, like, my fucking jerk-off opinion. So it's more or less, uh what the show's for. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that though. Um, so anyway, Adam Bueller, uh, he has AIDS, uh, and, uh, well, HIV, I guess that's the, uh, the beginning stages of it. People get all offended. Like it's not AIDS yet. That's, yeah. It's like saying, you know, the baby's not an adult yet. Like it's, it's going to happen. Come on. Um, so he's got AIDS and that's, uh, that's fucking terrible. Um, because the dude was fucking bleeding all over the fucking place with a lot of guys. A lot of fucking guys in the business were in the ring bleeding with this fucking guy. This guy did a lot of fucking syringe spots. So, I mean, you're talking some real transferring of blood there and shit, you know. Um, when they say, like, you know, the, the major ways of getting it is uh, sexual intercourse and sharing needles. And <laughs> these motherfuckers are doing, like, sharing needle spots in the fucking wrestling ring. That's, that's a bad look. Um, so a couple things here. Um, number one, you know, there's been a lot of talk over years and people treat it like a fucking hassle. Like a DJ would be like, Oh, you know, Delaware is such a pain in the ass because they require everybody to, to register blood tests before tournament of death can happen. And this and that pretty sure they're doing it right. I know that's more expensive. I know that's fucking difficult to get done. But if you're going to allow every fucking asshole on the street to just come and open their fucking veins in your ring and roll around with another guy opening his fucking veins, well then, uh, this is what you open the door to. You open the door to the fucking Hep C shit that, you know, allegedly the Necro Butcher has. Um, you open the door to fucking AIDS that this kid has. And, I mean, that might not mean shit to, you know, this or that promoter or whatever the case is. It might just be the easiest possible way. Like, how do we get this show done? You, you get a bunch of people in there willing to do this shit. Next thing you know, you, you're off and running. But when it comes to, like, long-term fucking, you know, I mean, it, this shit fucking shuts you down. It's it's over. Like, this is the, this is the final fucking uh, diagnosis. This, this is it. Yeah, I mean, there's no turning back from that shit. You ain't Magic Johnson, motherfucker. You're gonna die from that shit. That this shit is over, unless you uh, own part of the motherfucking Lakers and uh, you got that type of cash. That shit doesn't go away with your average person. So um, so there's that. Uh, you know, some people come out like, "Oh, he's so brave for coming out about." Well, why is everybody fucking brave? You get AIDS suddenly, you're brave. Nah, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate for anybody to wind up in that scenario, but again, like motherfuckers are playing with fire 
and and then you uh you get like really upset about the burns like oh it's so tragic is it really like i mean it is for him but in the same token like this shit is bound to happen it's i'm surprised there's not more of it and i mean who knows as far as the blood tests go i'm hoping all these motherfuckers uh, at least the ones that i talk to and i respect you know are out there getting fucking tested because there's some dirty motherfuckers out there and this this shit will fucking end your shit man I'll, this wrestling shit is not forever and um <laughs> that shit is so so um so that's what i got there let me hit up uh some of the stuff Shaheen gave me. Uh, Maria Manic was banned on Twitter for saying that she was going to eat somebody alive and uh, supposedly was then investigated for cannibalism. Like, legitimately investigated for cannibalism, which I find just, like, absolutely bizarre. Um, she's doing a YouTube channel uh, now, I think, so check her out. I, I saw the one video she shared onto, like, Instagram or some kind of shit. And it was uh, pretty fucking entertaining. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's The internet's fucking crazy. Society's crazy. I mean, this is kind of just uh, goes fucking par for the course. One minute people are doing something so overboard for fucking shock value. And the next minute everybody's a victim. That's just, it's just seemingly the, the way of the world right now. So you got to like watch yourself because motherfuckers will throw you right under the bus the second they stop laughing at at the same shit yeah i mean you you'll say something to everybody will crack the fuck up and one person will like slowly slink out of the fucking conversation and go fucking <laughs> report your shit you know it, it's it's fucking crazy um Uh, Jimmy Lloyd, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of talked about that. Jimmy Lloyd got a fucking spot on uh, spring break working a death match against Takeda. Uh, so far, that's the only death match signed. I don't think that'll be the last death match signed on that. Um, but, you know, I mean, dude's been doing this thing. You know, I'm still not you know, sold on Jimmy Lloyd being, like, the fucking future of anything. He should really just, like, focus on his own future because I'm not... I don't think he's going to be, like, the face of anything. But, um, I mean, it, the, the kid fucking busts his ass. He works hard. He tries to fucking kill it out there all the time. So, you know, I mean, what could you do? I mean, he, he's doing what he wants to do out there. And, uh, you know, uh, GCW's continuously gave him opportunities, too. You know, the Jimmy Lloyd birthday parties and all that type of shit, so... It is what it is. Um, Shane Mercer did a death match out in California. Um, what do I see for his future? Um, well, I, I honestly think Shane Mercer is going to be in the WWE. Um, I really do. This dude, um, and shout out to Jeremy on, I got you five stars. He did an interview with Shane Mercer. Um, I'm going to reach out to him in a couple weeks, see if I can get him on the show, you know, and do uh you do an interview with him on here, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I gotta tell you, as far as Shane Mercer goes, um, I saw him when we went to King of the Death match 2015, he was wrestling Isaiah, uh, non-tournament, and, um, you could tell the dude was strong, 
Dude's been around a little bit. He could wrestle, but nothing jumped out, out to me. You know what I mean? Nothing, like, fucking stood out or, or made him pop. Um, sometimes that's, like, a charisma. Sometimes that's uh, a move set or a display of power or something like that. But he just didn't do any of those things to me. Um, so, but recently I've noticed he's jumping off the fucking page. Um, I had heard that he was, you know, going for world fucking championships at, you know, bench pressing and all this other shit before. So I knew that, you know, this dude was tremendously strong, but again, like what he looked like was a big dude, but big and basic. Yeah. I mean, he just looked like a creator wrestler from, from a video game or like, you know, one of an ensemble fucking, uh, you know, military cast, like, he could have been, like, uh, you know, one of the guys under Jesse the Body Ventura and fucking Schwarzenegger and, and Predator, you know, but he wouldn't have been a lead, you, you wouldn't even said it, seen his name, he just would have been in the back of the crew with fucking big arms and shit, and then Predator would have killed him or something like that, but that was kind of, like, how I saw him, it's like, nothing really jumped the fuck out, but, um, you know, there, there was definitely potential there for, for something to happen, well, he, I guess started incorporating more things that really um, showed and, and uh, showed off like what he's able to do. So uh, he's out there. He's fucking killing it now. Uh, he, he hit GCW. He had a couple of matches there and he, he's just fucking, he's looking great. He's jumping off the fucking page and making himself look like, you know, uh, separating himself from the crowd. So I think now um, is the time for him. I think he's going to shine. I really think he's going to go far. Um, and, yeah, like he could work those styles clash matches like he did with Eli Everfly. Um, he could obviously fucking go toe-to-toe with some of the biggest, toughest guys out there. He's proven that over time. And uh, he just fucking busted out a death match in California. So that's going to, you know, open a bunch of eyes and, and bring a lot of attention to the guy. I don't think he's going full-fledged deathmatch guy all the time. But, uh, you know, if he pulls that out of his uh, bag of tricks when he feels it's necessary, it, it's going to make fucking people's eyebrows raise. You know, they're especially like the GCW crowd. They're already kind of behind him. You know, seeing the, the matches like he did with Everfly. If this guy goes in and has like a fucking killer match with Gage or Slack or one of those guys, like people are going to be fucking losing their shit. So, um, I like the dude. I think he's going to, he's going to go far. I really do. I really think our time of watching him on the Indies is, is, uh, short. It's going to be a short run. I think I'd say by this time next year, he signed with somebody and I, I hope it's for whatever the biggest money he could be making is, you know, um, who knows, you know, what type of money they're talking about over there at, uh, AEW, you know, maybe they see something before before Vince fucking picks them up and they sign them for some kind of change. I don't know, but it'd be good. And, uh, yeah, I wish them the best. Um, where is CZW? Uh, where the hell is CZW? I feel like I haven't heard a thing since Cage of Death, which is what Shaheen is saying. No, I agree. Um, CZW has been completely in the fucking dark. They're doing nothing to push their product. The bullshit that they're putting out there now is just, it's fucking garbage. Like, I, I like the people they're announcing for best of the best is like fucking uh, Anthony Green, which look, 
Like, I guess some people like him and shit. I, I think he makes Zubas look stupid myself because uh, it's like a like cornball gimmick and shit like that. He doesn't seem terrible. Um, you know, he's, he's got the, uh, the girls with, with the, the manager thing and he's got a whole gimmick that people seem to be getting behind, whatever the case is. But, um, got to understand, like, he's not a guy that anyone wants to see fucking announced first for best of the best. If, if you're trying to sell your fucking product, that's not what you put on top of the fucking posters. CZW seems so goddamn clueless that like they'll announce like the fucking B talent before they announce the shit that's going to bring you to the fucking show. Uh, that's stupid shit and they were doing that a long time ago and uh, like i was talking to schlack like they were not putting he was over like a motherfucker people were chanting his fucking name in a gcw building and then he'd come to czw and like you'd see in like fine print also storm of entrails like not who they're fucking working nothing fucking behind it he'd do like a run-in that would lead to nothing the following month and, and and that's that's what they were doing on a consistent basis. CCW has been lost for a, a long fucking time. Anybody who watches like Cage of Death and goes like, oh, they're turning in the right direction. Like, it's Cage of Death. Tell me that after a fucking, you know, um, May show or a fucking September show or, or, or something. CCW has been just coasting, barely fucking coasting. Uh, their talent is is very very low end right now. Um, there's some guys that could fucking work there for sure, but it's it's like a passing through zone at the moment. Um, like now they're doing something with the uh, uh, Red and uh, Gangone versus the Rep, but I could swear they announced that shit for the anniversary show at Cage of Death. So at Cage of Death, they tease something that should have been at Cage of Death. Don't put it on the fucking anniversary show. So now you got that leading into the next fucking show, which is um, Trifecta Elimination, which was one of the dumbest fucking concepts in CCW history. So one of the things they dug up from the past was something that no one was fucking looking for. Like big fucking surprise, the DJ would pull some shit out that no one was fucking looking for and be like, yeah, like, remember this? Like, you're a dick. You're fucking, (laughs) it's unbelievable. Um, So I don't know. They're not doing anything that fucking, that stands out. They're not like nothing else. They're like nothing that wants to succeed. Um, Speaking of, H2O did like a photo shoot and uh, of their students and shit like this. And, and this is just, I don't have like the photo shoot in front of me, but I saw the, the Sean Henderson kid and he's doing like a, he's doing a Zandig pose and the look on his face and the overall vibe I get off of it is if like his sister had a 13, 13th birthday party and he switched the candles to say 31. That would be the look on his face while he stood there behind the fucking cake. That that's that that's the Zandig pose look he he went for. <laughs> Was that he pulled off the master fucking trick of switching the 3 and the 1 and uh now his sister looks like she's way old. Um it, it's just like this dude looks like he weighs 85 fucking pounds. 
And all I keep hearing, he's a nice kid. He's a nice kid. He could be as nice as fucking humanly possible. He could be the nicest person on the planet. He doesn't look like a fucking wrestler. They have another little ginger kid there. And I think they're like pitching him as like the ginger kid or whatever. He's another one. I I would worry about his, his level of strength if he was mowing my fucking lawn. I'd be like, I don't know, man. Like that hill could be a little rough over there. You think he'll fucking, he'll be all right. And, and it's like, all that, like, heart and pride and passion and, oh, man, like, this kid's got drive. He needs to drive to the fucking gym and then drive to the fucking supplement store and fucking load up on fucking protein until he looks halfway decent, until he looks like a fucking full adult. These people, these guys look fucking prepubescent going into fucking wrestling school and putting on these fucking promo pictures looking non-threatening to anybody. So what, like their entire fucking life is just going to, their entire career is just going to be styles clash matches. They'll have styles clash matches with fucking junior heavyweights that look like heavyweights next to them. Like what kind of shit is this? There should really be an expectation. I know everyone's in a rush to take these fucking kids money and put them in schools and call them a fucking wrestler already. But why don't you fucking say, Hey, come back when you weigh fucking such and such put on fucking 20 pounds and come come the fuck back and then then we'll be ready to fucking do some work i know that sucks because your money doesn't start coming in as fast but it'll show a little bit more legitimacy and if the dude has a fucking drive if everyone had the drive and the fucking passion that you everyone swears they have then they'll have the drive and passion to get where the fuck they need to be to be taken seriously but they don't have to if there's no standard to it they don't have to like, when motherfuckers look fat and sloppy and fucking fans are popping for them and all that shit, then they don't have to. You could be Doey Janela. You don't have to be fucking Joey Janela at his absolute best. You could be Doey, and you could fucking come out there, and you get huge pops and sell fucking merch. So the, the standard just goes away because, oh, why bother? If it's the same either way, well, it's fucking way easier to be fucking fat and shitty or skinny and fucking nothing. But what the fuck does that look like? It looks like a backyard show. If you get a bunch of fucking kids in there, I don't care how good you've taught them to fucking do holds and shit. It looks like children. You know, it's it's crazy. I just, I don't respect that type of shit. And and again, like, yeah, oh, his passion, his heart, his this and that. Oh, I mean, that should apply to fucking physicality. That should apply to some kind of look, some kind of fucking uh, um, presence presentation. Why is the presentation so fucking forgotten these days? So many just bullshit gimmicks. So many people that are just going to do shock value and grab each other's cocks until they go, oh my god, you see what he just did to that guy's dick? Like, yeah, I mean, if that's how you're getting over, it's it's not like you're working really fucking hard. You're doing shit that, that'll get people to go, oh wow, look at that. But it it's not based off talent. It's not based on hard work. Just based on showing up, fucking giving the whoever's training you their, your fucking money, they call you a wrestler, and as soon as they give you the fucking nod, and then half the training schools have fucking shows, so then you're on their student shows almost immediately, and, and then it's just ah heart and passion, everything's good, it, but it's it's not, and these fans at this point don't have fucking standards, so it doesn't make a difference. I mean, I'm so far disconnected from it that I don't give a fuck, you know. Um, 
other than, you know, talking about it, but I I'm not like invested in any one of these companies. So if it's, if it's the downfall of any of these companies that are putting these non wrestler looking motherfuckers all over their card, then I don't give a fuck. That's, that's your business. But, um, it's just bizarre to me. Like when I look at this shit and this is what they're presenting and it's, and it's like a joke. Everything's, everything's just like a running fucking joke. Like he's doing a little fucking Zandig post. This guy must've been two fucking years old when John Zandig was doing this shit. This dude was shitting himself. And it was accepted because that's how old he was. He wasn't like shitting himself like, you know, like he had like a, like a disability. Like this dude was like rightfully shitting himself, you know, fucking two years old. Surely wasn't being dragged to fucking CCW shows to learn that fucking talk, but he saw other people do it recently in the past couple of years, and he thought that shit was super cool, so he'd ironically do a little Zandig pose, the stupid look on his face, and, and that was the thing. And it's like, look, yeah, he's a nice kid, he's a nice kid, and then it's like, oh, well, J-Cat's an asshole, he's burying his fucking nice kid. Like, dude, I, I don't want to fucking say two words about him, but the fact is, is, like, when he's presented as, like, this is our wrestler, like, he, here he is, like, well, now I got to fucking comment on it, because you're putting him out there like he belongs there, and, and, you know, you guys could all talk to each other, you could all pat each other on the fucking back, and you belong, you're my brother, you're my, get the fuck out of here, you look like shit, you know what I mean, people out there, they look like shit. And nobody's calling them on it. So everybody's just accepted. Nobody's larger than life. And then everybody fucking bitches about, oh, well, I didn't get my shot. I didn't get my shot. Oh, I'm getting overlooked. I mean, it's fuck. Um, let me see. Supposedly, uh, Onita just got his knee surgery. And uh, he's still booked on spring break in five weeks. Um Shaheen's asking, will he even show up? What's he going to do? This and that. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I think the uh, Onita not showing up uh, stigma is gone. Um, It's been hugely profitable for him to show up every time he's come here. So I can't see why he wouldn't. And um, especially that WrestleMania weekend, there's just boatloads of money here for him. I mean, the the signings and shit and the amount of fans that are going to be here that didn't attend like the CCW shows or anything like that. I mean, it, it, it's fucking crazy the amount of money that he's going to just come and collect for doing barely anything. And that's the thing. He he doesn't have to do much of anything. When he showed up for the CZW shows, he didn't do anything. They turned the one into like a fucking six man or eight man or whatever fuck it was. And then the other one, a tag match. And, and he just showed up with like every fucking um, bell and whistle he could. Every smoke and mirror he could. And was just like, oh, I got... I got blood capsules. I got uh, I got the the fireball gimmick. I got a bat that goes fucking boom when you hit a motherfucker with it. I got this. I got that. Like it just that that's what he was gonna do. He was just gonna show up with all the uh, smoke and mirrors he could, and everyone was just happy to see Onita live. And that's that's what you're gonna get out of GCW. Uh, GCW has been more creative with every fucking single thing that they've done recently. So I would expect an even better experience with, with Onita than you, you saw at CZW because their show isn't revolving around Onita. <clears throat> I don't think they even need him. And I think whatever spot they give him is, is going to pop the fucking crowd. And that, that's all, you know, 
but they'll do bigger shit on the show and that, that weekend that'll that'll trump Onita even fucking be in there. Onita's not going to be the biggest story coming out of WrestleMania weekend or GCW's WrestleMania weekend, I should say. Um, Leparka is coming to GCW. Um, who some guys I like to see him against? I don't know. Um, you know, being a guy who who's done like deathmatch hardcore type stuff, and obviously Lucha, I I'd, I'd say G Raver would be like a a dope one to see him up against. I don't know if he's ever wrestled him before, but I think that'd be a really cool fucking uh, mix. You know, go with that. Um. So yeah, I think. Oh wait, wait, wait. Lefisto retired. Uh, this this is one of those things, man. It's like you read her whole story and everything. She's been one of those I've been trying to get on the podcast for a long time. Uh, one of those I, I I don't think is gonna happen. She's told me yes, but not right now. And you know, I'm very busy and all these other things. But she's she's going through a lot right now. You know, health wise and uh you know, mentally trying to wrap her head around everything. So it's just one of those things, like, after I ask a certain amount of times, and I get kind of like a yes, but not now, and I, eventually I just stop asking, you know. Uh, I'm really not uh, I'm not on it like that, where I'm looking to press people and stuff like that. But uh, she, she's been through so much, and it, it's such a great story within wrestling as far as, you know, what she was able to accomplish, the genre that she jumped into with the death matches and being able to be, you know, loved and respected in, in such circles as, you know, the CZW and the IWA mid South. And obviously, you know, starting out with IWS over there and uh, doing so much to impress people and, and being like the queen of the death match and, you know, the, that type of thing. Um, so she said that more or less uh, amongst all the other things she's dealing with, she had kind of tweaked her knee and went to get it checked out. Didn't think it was going to be like a major thing. And it turns out like her knee is pretty much just bone and cartilage. Like there's nothing fucking holding it together with the tendons and all the things that are supposed to be there. Pretty much just not there. So it's just, just wearing away at that uh, cartilage in between the bones with every movement she makes. And, uh, you know, it could, it could very well take her, ability to walk away. So she's being forced into just saying like, yeah, this, this is it. She's going to go on somewhat of a farewell tour. She's trying to piece together whatever matches she feels she really wants to have and needs to have before she completely hangs it up. And, uh, you know, much respect to her. She's done, uh, so much on the independent circuit. This is one of those you would love to have seen made it bigger, but, uh, her prime is behind her. You know, she spent, you know, all her prime time in, in that era that the doors weren't quite as wide open in the WWE and, you know, the women's movement started later. So a lot of people who might've taken a page out of what LaFisto was doing are now making it. And, um, you know, I guess it's, it's great for her to have paved the way for a lot of people. And uh, I mean, inter intergender wrestling is definitely, uh, I think it was, I don't know how to, I don't know the right word I'm looking for. Um, it was, it was helped tremendously by her um, to see, you know, guys step in the ring with a girl. Um, Lefisto was one of those for sure on the early side of it. Obviously it's, you know, it's happened for years and it's not, uh, she did not invent intergender wrestling, but as far as, you know, uh, a woman standing across the ring from the necro butcher or somebody like that, 
you won't see too many who have done that. Uh, the first two to come to mind is definitely Lefisto and Mickey Knuckles. So, um, you know, uh, much respect to her, and it's, it's a shame. But uh, I definitely, you know, think it's it's the right thing for her to walk away at this point. You know, whenever it becomes like you, you might never walk again or you might this, you might that, fucking cut your fucking losses, get the fuck out, and try to make a quality life, you know, ahead of you. Um, I don't think Lefisto's 40 yet. And, um, you know, I mean, if you live another 40 after that to just hit 80, which is, you know, a low end, you know, I mean, it's not terrible, man. Uh, people check out way earlier than that on a regular basis, but, uh, just, just say you hit 80. I mean, you you still got half your life ahead of you. Do you want to be crippled? I mean, it doesn't make any fucking sense. So, you know, and maybe she could, you know, she, she's, you know, very disgruntled about everything and selling her gear and all of that type of stuff. And I understand all that. But maybe, you know, she can take a step back. She can get herself healed. And then and maybe do some kind of training. Maybe do some kind of, you know, helping to, to uh, you know, teach teach the future of, of women's wrestling. So, I guess we'll see. But again, I wish her the best. Uh, Roman Reigns came back, from what I hear. Um, he was out three months. Uh, and, you know, a bunch of people are, oh, it was... It was a gimmick. <laughs> this, this, I mean, it's just these are the type of people. I just, I, I don't, I don't feel bad shitting on wrestling fans on a regular basis. I, I know, you know, some people are running around trying to take my gimmick, as it were. But it, my shit isn't a gimmick. My shit is legitimate. My shit is uh, 100% genuine. I was shitting on fans before the type of people I'm shitting on thought it was cool and decided to make their own shows around it. But, um, but I digress. Um, these people are just trash. I don't give a fuck about these people. You know, I mean, if you're the type of person to listen to my show because you, you know, you, you like my, uh, my blunt honesty or my take on things, whether you agree with it or not, then, then you're, you're probably not the fucking person I'm talking to. But I know there's a few of people that I am, uh, I'm definitely, uh, I feel that way about, and they listen to my show anyway, because they're fucking clowns. That's, that's what clowns do. Clowns will listen to you talk shit about them and tune in every fucking week. Um, I'm not one of these motherfuckers. Like I'd say all, I don't listen to wrestling podcasts. So, um, I do listen to an occasional THG podcast and I listen to an occasional, I got five stars. But um, outside of that, you know, I, I mostly listen to comedy podcasts. I've said this many a times. Um, but when one of these other garbage fucking wrestling podcasts say my name or some shit, it takes somebody else listening to it to talk to me and, and tell me like, hey, dude, yo, this this guy said some shit or that guy said some shit. I'm never going to just be listening to your show and hear you talk about me. So that's that's just like that. That's. That's a genuine feeling. Like, you're not my type of motherfucker. I'm not looking to go back and forth with you. Um, I'm being um, a little vague right now because, again, I'm just not going to name drop a motherfucker on a weekly basis. It's, it's not, you're not in my fucking world. Um, the dude tried to correct me a couple weeks back on fucking Twitter after one of my... I'm not looking to have a relationship with you. I, I said it a long time ago. Go play with your fucking friends, man. I'm not one of them. You're nothing like me. 
Not on your fucking best day. Never, never in your fucking life will you be compared to me. You know. So, and uh, whether whether you like to admit to that or not, um, there's some things you're doing that are uh, pretty similar. Um, but about uh, the, this Roman Reigns thing, um, you know, I mean, uh, best wishes to that dude. Obviously, things turned in a positive direction, and that's great for him. He's a fucking 49er fan. So, uh, hey, man, we're about to make big fucking moves, about to do big things. Our season's going to look way different, so I'd rather have fucking Roman uh, strong and fucking cheering from a fucking uh, a standing position rather than being sick in a, in a hospital bed or anything like that. Uh, he, he's doing his fucking thing in the WWE. Obviously, he had somewhat of like a force push where people didn't want to see him. Vince doesn't give a fuck what you want. <laughs> so he's going to do what the fuck he wants to do. People got mad at it. People hated him, and then they forgot they hated him when he had a you know a diagnosis. They came back and they're like, "It's all bullshit. It's fake. I hate him again." <laughs> like, whatever makes you uh, feel better, uh, I guess. So yeah, it's par for the course with uh, WWE fans and the wrestling fans in general. Um, Undertaker apparently charged fucking sixty grand for a three-hour signing. At the AEW Starcast, like uh, I guess it's like a podcast convention or some kind of shit. That's crazy, man. Um, I forget what the fuck my brother paid for the autograph. I want to say it was like fifty bucks, maybe. I think it was like fifty bucks. They had a convention years ago that I went to, and the big names were. It was a horror slash wrestling convention. It was in like I think. Fucking, I want to say it was in Edison. It was either in Edison or Meadowlands Convention Center. One of one of the two, and um, the the big stars at the time were representing WCW was Goldberg and the Giant. You know, then became Big Show, but at the time he was still the Giant. And uh, he was just fucking chain smoking because he was still smoking buildings back then. And he was just fucking chain smoking in front of the fucking kids and shit. <laughs> it was just fucking wild. It's like different time. Uh, and then representing the WWE, the two big names were The Undertaker and Sable. Because uh, Sable's still in the WWE doing her thing and all that. Um, and then there was, you know, a bunch of other like smaller, you know, the Iron Sheik would be in a little booth here and there, whatever, you know, stuff like that. Uh, the older not not as well known uh well i mean well known but just not as as uh mainstream on the tv at the moment guys so um yeah it was just what i remember back then and again i i don't know what he was charging motherfuckers back then but i don't think if the i want to say the autographs like 50 bucks something like that uh he had gotten the undertaker i got uh goldberg and sable because i I was actually more of a fan of the uh the um WCW stuff at the time. I think I mean yeah, I didn't no, I didn't get a I didn't get a the giant. So yeah, I, I think I got Goldberg and Sable. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense as far as WCW. But I, I um for whatever reason that was that was my choice at the time. I wasn't a huge Undertaker fan. Um yeah, I respect all the things he's done. But I was never, like, that was never, like, my guy. Um, my brother's always been, like, more, like, the dark, 
you know, the crow, all of that type of stuff. He's real into that. So uh, the Undertaker was like right up his alley. Um, and then he stopped like liking wrestling or watching wrestling altogether. So he ended up giving me that shit. So I have it somewhere around here. Um, but yeah, so I, I'd imagine he was charging a little less back then, but you know, obviously 20, 30 years down the road, uh, it was probably at least 20 years ago, a little over that. Um, yeah, you know, his legacy grew from there and, uh, you know, became way, way bigger and, but that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, I can't imagine what they have to be charging for autographs in order to make their money back. Gotta be up. Um, Oh, uh, Sadson retired. I, I really hadn't heard much about that. Um, I think she had talked about different injuries over the time. Uh, I want to say knee or something, but I could be wrong. I don't know that that much about her. Um, she had a good gimmick. Um, she portrayed that gimmick well and all of that. Um, did her thing when I saw her at uh, Queen of the Death match 2015. Um Again, she she really played her role really well. Fans got really really behind it. Um, so yeah, I guess she, she had a pretty short run, but uh, yeah, I mean, it just got to be some kind of injuries or some shit that tallied up on her in order to uh, you know, put her in that place. Um, I think that's about all I got. I'm trying to think if anything else I'm missing. Um. Uh, Nah, I, I think that's about it. Fucking, um, again, check out, I, I got you five stars, Jeremy, doing his thing over there, and, uh, check out the Hot Tag Podcast with Shaheen Boxman, check out Nuclear Heat Graphics, motherfuckers over there crushing shit, dudes trying to turn up the fucking money-making machine to go and crush it WrestleMania weekend, he's trying to get his printer, his shirt printer, whatever fuck's going on. Uh, I don't know all the specifics like that. He probably told me, but, you know, this is, uh, is kind of how I operate. I only uh, retain so much information. But I know he needs uh, he needs that cash, so he's over there. He's selling his Funko Pops. I think he just sold his whole fucking lot. Dude was, like, running around the fucking joints, waiting for the stores to open, you know, on that fucking Toys R Us Christmas Furby Rush type shit. Crushing the fucking Funko Pops. Now he's selling the whole lot. So uh I think somebody already capitalized on that one on his uh on his local home front. That's good. Um but yeah, check out uh Nuclear Heat Graphics. He's over there pumping those motherfucking uh those graphics out. Commissions go over there, hit him up. He's got a bunch of shit that he already did. You want those prints, hit him up. You know what I mean? And then uh again, check out uh Jonathan Stoffer over there at the Powerbomb Prints. He's over there crushing it with shirts too. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I got. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. If I missed anything, fucking hit me up with these fucking topics. I'm going to plan to do a show sometime before next Thursday. Um, I have planned next Thursday is going to be Deshaun Pratt on the show, formerly known as Amasis. So I'm going to be interviewing him then. I'm also working on Nate Webb coming on the show because I've never done like a full form interview with him. And I have a lot to cover with Nate. Um, I, I had him on the Hogan tribute. I had him on, I believe, one of the J.C. Bailey tributes. 
and uh, definitely had him on at least one of the J.C. Bailey tributes. Um, but I have a lot to go over with Nate, so just kind of set that up. So next week, you will get one to two interviews and possibly another show. So there's a chance there's three Yakuza shows next week, which is uh, fucking way over my, my limit. Um, right now, I'm into this. I just, just let me just put it that way. Uh, right now, uh, I'm enjoying doing this, but I go through phases. So I'm just trying to go on as good of a run, put out as much shit as I can while I'm still feeling it. And then at some point I'm going to lose fucking interest. And then you won't hear from me for a couple weeks and shit. Um, I've been fucking crushing it in the gym, um, fucking smashing personal records left and right. Um, I, I'm really happy about that. Um, Eric had, uh, former co-host of Yakuza Kick Radio and uh, co-founder of Yakuza Kick Radio, Eric Williams, um, E-Dub, as, uh, as knighted by Jeremy. But um, he had said that, like, if I did a whole fucking podcast on fitness and shit, that, that he would listen to that. So maybe I'll do one of those along the way, too. Um, not Not like a weekly fitness show or anything like that, but just like one show, like giving like, just just my thoughts on this and that and different things. So we'll see. I, I thought about that earlier today, and the, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, like, oh, yeah, I could probably fill, a, fill like an hour or so with that, or maybe a little less. But, uh, but yeah, so we'll see. I got a, a bunch of thoughts and, and things like that. Um, I also inquired about um, doing the um, – when I, when I go uh, – okay. So my birthday, I go to AC – for the night, the night before. So then when I wake up on my birthday, try to plan some shit for my birthday. So I'm going to go to the Museum of Moving Image, which they have a Jim Henson exhibit. And uh, they have like fucking hundreds of pieces, like uh, original fucking Muppets and all that shit. So I decided I'm going to bring my puppet out there, um, Grizz, my main guy, and uh, photo ops and all that type of shit. So uh, I hit them up. They, they're cool with that type of shit. So as long as I don't do anything elaborate or over the top, I'm going to do that. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. I also went out to the Fish Hut in uh, Saddlebrook, New Jersey. Shout out to them. Uh, The best spot to get African cichlids, if you keep African cichlids. um, Yeah, they're they're one of my absolute favorite fish out there. Some people call them like the poor man's... um, saltwater fish because they're so colorful and obviously as a freshwater fish they're not nearly as uh you know tedious or expensive uh they can be pretty expensive but um saltwater is way way more delicate and way more expensive so um but as far as african cichlid um selection and just i mean their fish are fucking beautiful and you can go in there and get you know uh five six inch fish and you know that that thing will be pretty much full grown and he'll be like 60 bucks the the colors look like fucking amazing though it looks like there's lights in these fish they're so bright and um that's you know that's the full grown fish um or on a lower end you can get that same fish as a baby and watch it grow and, and develop color and all that shit. And those little guys will be, you know, more along the lines of 10 or 15 bucks. You know? So I, uh, 
had a lot of space in my one tank. I shifted some fish around, did some things because I have two 46-gallon tanks. So I moved some of my bigger guys over to the one side and uh, moved in this new crew of seven babies over there, all sorts of different, uh, you know, breeds of peacocks. And um really excited about watching these guys grow because they're, they're fucking dope and they're doing really good in there so far. So, um, yeah, that, that's basically a couple little things going on with me. Um, like I said, this gym shit I'm doing right now is, is getting fucking exciting to me. Um, you know, I got, I'll save some of this shit for the, uh, the fucking, if I do the show on the thing, but I got an app. And, uh, you know, it, it just keeps track of all your gym shit. I highly recommend anyone who's training in any capacity to just do that. Because to have something that's just, like, on on board, keeping track of every fucking thing you do, and, and, you know, keeping record of that shit, it's so much easier to smash your own records when you have something to refer to. And, and see, like, oh, okay, I just pushed it a little bit harder than I did last week. Always compete against yourself, nobody else. You know what I mean? And, uh, like the progress I'm making is crazy. You know, when I fucking, when I, when I log into my shit, like it'll give you like a recommendation for what they think you should do that day. And last week I fucking logged in. They wanted me doing, um, leg presses as one of my fucking, my, uh, my exercises, you know, on, on that day. And they'll recommend the weight based on what you've done. You know, the, so the weight that they recommend is based off of what you've done and what they know you could do um, from past workouts. So they'll push your numbers higher, but they know that if you hit, you know, X amount of weight for 20 reps, they know they could cut those fucking reps in half and up your weight and, and you can go there. And <laughs> the fucking number they hit me was fucking do five sets of fucking leg press with 920. And I'm like, yo, I haven't done leg presses in a couple fucking weeks, and I'm sure as fuck not getting back at it and throwing 920 pounds. Uh, fucking. So I ended up getting up to like eight, eight something. Let me see what the fuck, if I could pull this thing up real quick. Um, what the fuck? App is loading. I know this is like tremendous podcasting when I uh, stop and I look things up. So I do it all the time. So everybody would be very, very happy. Um, where the fuck? So I have to go back and figure out what fucking day I did that as. Jesus Christ. Um. Oh yeah, eight thirty-eight. Eight thirty-eight. I did, and I. Let me see what I got on that. Uh, shoot. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's telling me. Is it? Where's best set? 838 for five reps. I did two sets of that. I started out and did eight, eight reps of 478, eight reps of 568, six reps of 748, five, five reps of fucking 838 twice. So, I mean, I, I can't like, 
I'm not I'm not bragging in the sense that like yo, um, look look at the type of shit I'm doing, but like I, I'm a fucking dude who like for a lot of fucking years of you know teenage and even early twenties and shit like I couldn't get myself out of like 145 range like weighing 145 and shit. So when I start seeing these fucking numbers and right now I I still only weigh 166 pounds. Yeah, I mean uh, and. Like, here and there, I'm able to push it into the 170s and shit, but I stay right about there. I got 7% body fat. I'm going to be 41 years old at the end of this month. So when I start seeing these fucking numbers, like, my fucking legs are moving 800 fucking pounds. Like, I'm fucking, I get a big fucking smile on my face when I see that type of shit, you know? And I'm just, I just keep fucking pushing and, again, compete against myself and nobody else. Um, yeah, I, I see motherfuckers doing sick shit. Speaking of Shane Mercer, this motherfucker's out there. He he's going for a world record at fucking bench press, and he he was hitting fucking, he's hitting like five hundred pounds on a bench press, but he's like I, I need to work on my form a little bit better because they really like hold that shit under like a fucking magnifying glass, so you need like the absolute perfect rep. But I'm gonna get that down, and then I'm I'm just gonna be able to break the fucking world record. Like holy shit! So believe me, I'm not I'm not saying anything as if uh. Uh, I, I'm not saying anything as a as a point of bragging. Just 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 a point of pride. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm getting pretty proud of some of the numbers I'm fucking hitting, and um, just just keep fucking pushing, man. These, my race season starts in fucking June this year, so I'm just gonna train like a fucking animal until I hit fucking June. And when I hit June, I hit the fucking breaks. Just kind of coast, keep myself active in the gym, but nothing too fucking hard, so that way I don't pull anything. And do but all of this fucking shit right now is off-season fucking training, and I'm just gonna fucking push and push and push until I fucking and and see how I show up at race season, because I, I plan on smashing this motherfucking season. It's at 41 on the fucking 28th of this month, so it's. No fucking stopping until I, I get forced to fucking stop. Yeah, you, you go out there and watch fucking C.T. Fletcher fucking still curling fucking weights after a heart transplant. If you, if you can't look at a motherfucker like that and go, look, I don't got no fucking excuses. I mean, he, he might not be that smart for doing that type of shit, but his drive is like, I will not fucking stop until they fucking bury me. So if he could have that fucking drive, then why the fuck can't I? So um, that's what's up. Um, that's all I got. I know I'm fucking rambling, but I mean, I, that's pretty much all my show is anyway. Right. So any, any rambling I get on is just more of my show. So I, I don't think you can complain about it. I mean, I guess you can, but I don't know. So anyway, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week. Probably a lot. I mean, talk to a couple other people next week. Y'all get to fucking listen to that. And then, uh, you know, I'll talk to y'all fucking next week. Uh, that's all I got. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's rain again. I'm tired of rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. 
need people like me. I listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So what I make you good? Like Jesus tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Cusa Kick Radio. Jesus! So say good night to the bad guy. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.